You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. What's your guys' plan with quarterback? Obviously, Luke Levin has kind of put your room in a hole. Are you looking at taking a transfer, a grad transfer? I mean, what, what's the, the logical move that you could look at doing here to, to kind of keep things in line going forward? Yeah, I think uh, I just got done saying I think it's smart in this day and age just with the way things are, 1,600 kids in the transfer portal. I think you got to expect uh, – some guys to leave, we kind of did. There's always gonna be surprises too. And I think you have to stay light on your toes and be ready to uh, adapt and solve problems when you need to. With 1,600 kids in the portal and basically over, barely over 100 Division One schools, uh, there's a lot of kids out there looking for spots. Probably not enough spots for all the kids. We're intentionally keeping a couple spots in our pocket and we thought about uh, maybe doing something before this semester started and, and trying to address the issue, but uh, I didn't want to make any quick moves that, that might be mistakes. And I imagine there'll be more kids in the portal after junior college season and one AA season, and even uh, probably more movement after spring ball. Also really want to really want to see what we have in the room. Uh, really been impressed with Logan since he's been here, really been impressed with Heinrich in the short time that he's been here. Uh, Quarterback's no different than anywhere else. We'll take a look at what we have, and uh, we got a couple spots in our pocket to see if uh, if we need to get some help anywhere. And welcome here to this post-signing day edition, if you want to call it that, um, of the Husker Online Show. We're a day later taping than normal because we wanted to make sure we heard from Coach Frost. Uh, Coach Frost normally would talk on Wednesday signing day, held off until Thursday afternoon. Um, so we wanted to make sure we got everything Coach Frost had to say, hit on a number of things you heard there. That was my question out of the gates to him about quarterback. And will they be pursuing a transfer? What's their plan? And I think it's a smart approach right now, guys, uh, as we bring in Nate Klaus and Robin Washett. Um, you know, it's a wait and see approach right now. They don't need to get a guy here tomorrow they've got until really may uh to get that figured out so you get the sense they're going to go through spring ball and they're going to really evaluate things as they have two spots left remaining um i do think there's some viable options out there terry wilson is one i know that there's been some contact made on both sides uh but it doesn't necessarily mean um that terry wilson who started at kentucky the last three years would be coming here i, I think they want to see what things look like before they would make a decision like that. Yeah, I think maybe most importantly, you got to see what you have with Logan Smothers. I mean, I think Adrian's the known commodity. You know what, what that's going to be. But after that, it's a total blank slate right now because the majority of all the first team reps were Adrian and Luke. And, you know, Logan was the odd man out. And so now you're going to give him a full spring, you know, full uh, you know winter of workouts to, to show what he's all about and where he is in his development and where you think he is coming out of spring ball might influence, you know, where you go with the quarterback transfer market and, and how pressing of a need it is to get someone to either challenge Adrian for the starting job or uh, become, you know, a little bit more, uh, provide a little bit more stability as that number two for, for next season. Yeah, I, I think you don't, want, you don't want to take a guy just for the sake of taking a guy. Uh, so it makes all the sense in the world to see exactly what you have, uh, see how you're feeling about Adrian, see how you're feeling about Logan Smothers being the backup, um, you know, and that will likely determine what type of 
player you, you end up going for. If it is, in fact, a, a quarterback for one of the last two spots, do you need to get somebody who can come in and, and push Adrian for that spot? Or do you need to simply get somebody who's got some experience under their belt that, you know, just in case Adrian goes down, uh, that you know that they've got – they've been through a few live battles before. Um, and, you know, you feel – maybe you'd feel a little bit more comfortable putting them in the game than, uh, you know, somebody who's never taken a, a live college football snap before. We're talking post-signing day thoughts here from Coach Frost, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, as we delve into topics uh, that Coach Frost addressed here. And, you know, the spring ball won't be until the end of March, so there's just so much time. They have two spots remaining as well, and I think those needs could change quite a bit over time. And you heard Coach Frost say that now there's 1,600 names in the transfer portal. Then you've got FCS spring football. Then you've got JUCO spring football, plus transfer portal action that happens after spring football. So it's probably maybe the smart play because I think this late in the game, you know, it's bottom of the barrel. There's not exactly a lot of good guys left standing around this late in the action um, that you want to jump on. So I I think you want to wait a little bit and, and weigh your options because a lot of fresh names could come available here in the coming months and and they're in a luxury to where i mean i guess you could make a case that there's some spots that that still need a little bit more attention but there's really not a glaring need in my opinion and you know the the glaring needs that were there were already addressed with you know smart Toure, marquis step uh and with all the guys on defense coming back even kolarovic at middle line and and so i mean i think that they've already kind of addressed the most pressing issues they had on next year's depth chart uh to where you don't have to force the issue and take a guy just to fill a spot. You can be selective, and that is a great spot to be in, especially right now. Like you said, Sean, it's kind of that in-between period where you know, you're at the kind of back end of the, the picked-over transfer portal, but there's going to be a whole new batch of talent that's going to join that mix over the next couple months as um, you know, not only the, the junior college markets, but as spring balls wrap up and guys kind of see their place at their respective schools, maybe they're going to look for a change of pace. And so uh, having an extra spot or two in your back pocket is such a luxury. And you know, going back to basketball, this has kind of been the way that schools have gone about it for a long time. Tim Miles always kept an open scholarship because he knew that with the transfer market, if the right guy comes up, having that open spot available to just go after him right then and there uh, and not have to worry about making room is a huge luxury to have. And I think that's the route uh, Frost is going to take, and I think it's a good one. Yeah, I think the only reason you'd want to act right now is if there was a big-name guy or or somebody who – has played a lot of football and has done very, very well, that's not going to last very long out there. You know, if, if a name entered the portal that, you know, there's going to be a lot of other teams that are going to be um, jumping at him to, to try and get them to go to their school. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I think you, you kind of hold the leverage if you've got a couple spots. It, it works to your advantage to, to see what comes up during the junior college season, to see what new names enter the portal after spring football. Because, I mean, if there's 1,600 now, I mean, it's going to be well over 2,000 by the time May rolls around. What I think they've learned their lessons, Nate and Robin, over the years with the portal. I mean, they, they've had some bad takes. Yeah. Ken of I Noah, the Utah guy that came out of – I don't even remember his name. The Utah guy that yeah. came out of medical retirement to play – Maha Vanuku. <laughs> you just you go back and, like, well, what are you doing? Like, why, why – I mean, you think about it – was, it was a risk. They took a gamble. But it just there, – there were some bad takes on the portal. And you've got to be careful because they're in there for a reason. And you've got to research those reasons – why Noah just left 
California and what the reasons were and, and why Vanuku, you know, was injured and why they told him he could never play football again. And then he got here and never played a snap. Yeah. And, and the culture part of it too, because you get guys that, you know, old aren't, guys aren't, yeah, aren't, they're already kind of disgruntled a little bit because things haven't gone the way they wanted. And if they have a tough season where they're not instant impact guys, they can be problems, you know, getting in other players ears and kind of creating some disconnect with, you know, either uh, factions of the team or within the coaching staff. And, you know, they, they can be a lot more problems than they are benefit. And that's why, the right guy needs to be said time and time again. It's not just about, is he a good player? Is he going to make your entire team on the field and off better by bringing him in? Yeah. And it, it more times than not, it'll be an old guy, but this might be the one year where it could possibly be a younger guy. Um, not just, you know, regardless of what position, only because, you know, the chances of everybody getting a blanket waiver this year are very, very good. I, I would assume that everyone who is in the transfer portal is going to qualify for a waiver. Um, the NCAA won't have the manpower yeah, to, to I mean, look just, at them all. Yeah, to, to 1,600 waivers. Yeah, to go case by case for 1,600 plus people is just unrealistic. So everybody is more than likely going to get a waiver. So there could be some younger guys, but there's no, there's no doubt. I mean, you, you've got to be very careful and um, you know, regardless of if, if it's a transfer now or if it's a high school kid or junior college kid, I mean, Nebraska has been been bit that way more than anybody uh, where guys get here and just is not a fit or or it's not working out or whatever. So um, you, you really can't afford to do that anymore. When like think about like Oklahoma and Tennessee, just some of the transfer stuff that's happened in those programs. I mean, Bookie Radley Hiles, and they want him to come back. Like, he was a three year starter and put his name in the portal. I mean, some of the moves just don't make any yeah. sense. Um, some of the good running backs in Rambo and Pledger left Oklahoma. And I mean, where, where did Pledger end up going? Um, I think. I'm not boy. I'm not. I'm not quite. I know sure. Rambo is going to Miami. My, yeah, Rambo went to Miami. I'm not sure where Pledger ended up going off the top of my head. But yeah, then but then on the flip side, Oklahoma signed like three Tennessee portal guys. Mm-hmm. Utah. Utah for okay for pleasure for huh? pleasure, getting back towards yes. out west, but yeah, yeah. It, it just there's just so many anomalies with this portal, and I mean you see three of Tennessee's best guys all go to Oklahoma, and by the way, Nebraska plays Oklahoma next year, <laughs> so it, it, it will be interesting to see how Nebraska plays this. All right, we're going to continue this discussion, and we're going to hit on a few more things next. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.